This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This is the besotted Pride of West London podcast, or should I be saying, this is the besotted Pride of West London podcast. Racist. Actually, no. Well, it's not. I'm just trying the accent. I'm local. Um, I have got Irish relatives. I've got Irish blood in me. So, at the end of the day, I flipped it. This is Billy Grant, and I'm actually not in England. This is the first podcast that we've actually done out of the country, if I remember rightly. We're at we're actually in Europe. I mean, I know England is technically in Europe for the next couple of years or so, but we're actually in a place which is actually going to be Europe for more than the next two years. We're coming from, well, we're in Dublin at the moment now. We've flown over to Dublin because we've come over to see the B team play. Brentford B team are playing Dundalk and this is, we just thought, we'll get on the road, we'll open up the microphone, we'll have a little bit of chit chat and we'll just see what's going on. We'll talk amongst ourselves, we'll talk to the bar staff, we'll talk to people down the street, we'll talk to players, we'll talk to anybody that we want to. I mean, we just like talking, don't we, lady? You do. I do, do indeed. Listen, but like I said, I'm Billy Grant here and I am in a place called Brussels, which doesn't sound very Irish at all. It's very European. Though. It's very it's European. Very European. I think maybe what they did is they decided to change its name so that, you know, um, nothing will change um, in a couple of years' time. But um, as we say, we've had a, I've had a very good week myself. I've had a, well, actually, other than Saturday when uh, 90 minutes and we didn't do very well at Derby. Um, we had a man sent off after 21 minutes. Um, it was his 21st birthday and he thought, Teddy Zabby, let me commemorate my 21st birthday with a sending off after 21 minutes and uh, it didn't go too well for us up at Derby. But we will talk about that a little bit later. But after that, we're actually very excited. I'm very, very excited. I'm walking through here. We got up very early this morning, got to the airport, we flew over and a little bit of a kip on the plane, walked up. People have been very friendly behind the bar, taking photographs of us and everything like that. You know, I feel like a bit of a tourist. Lady, what about you? Yeah, it's a massive game, obviously, tonight. It's um, Brentford B versus Dundalk. So, you know, we, we just couldn't not be here, could you, for this one? <laughs> Indeed, no, no. I mean, there's floods and floods. I mean, it's amazing the amount of bees here. I mean, we walked into the bar and there was two of us, and then before we knew it, there was three, and then there was four, and there was hundreds, wasn't it? Yeah, there's still four of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! But anyway, as I said, and I've introduced him. We're chatting to him. This is Dave Lane. How are you doing, Dave? Yeah, really good. I mean, you know, for a Wednesday, Wednesday's obviously like hump day. 
normally it's like halfway to the weekend but you know we're obviously having a really good time flew, flew out of London into uh, into Dublin we're gonna we're gonna get the uh, train up the coast to um, to Dundalk we're not we're not quite sure what Dundalk's gonna have in store for us a few a few nice pubs um, we're gonna see the B team so I'm not quite I'm not kind of sure how strong or weak that B team is gonna be but um, you know it's gonna be good and we're gonna do the rest of the podcast later on after the game so we should have um, a little bit more insight into hopefully future Mepham's indeed future Mepham activity and we were going to talk to a, this character Mark but he's already left because he's, he's had enough he said too many bees in the place so he's, he's flown out the door but we've got other bees in the house and we've got another bee who's actually flown over because his loyalty bonus points are obviously very high from Scandinavia he's flown over from Denmark here today to watch Brentford B team play Dundalk the puns how you doing I'm alright I'm kind of used to the uh, European hospitality because you know obviously living in Europe but uh, good to be here funnily enough I'm hoping to see uh, Henrik Johansson I believe his name is the uh, Grinch's grandson playing tonight because his old team Halmstads were on my flight actually because they're coming for a winter training camp in, uh, in Ireland so, 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 so the, the Swedish team was on your Danish flight coming to Ireland exactly Makes loads of sense. It makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> well, if you look at the geography of Denmark and Sweden, you'll find that Halmstads is near Malmo. Ah, so they came over the bridge. Ah, exactly. Ah. Closest airport. Ah, so they came over. Since they've closed down Malmo Airport, which I didn't understand they did that, but yes, they apparently. Have... Yeah, Mal- Malmo Airport is a separate airport, but. Copenhagen's the proper international one. Okay, but we're talking about airports now, and probably just like beer, we're not allowed to talk about beer, we're probably not allowed to talk about airports either. But anyway, listen, we've also got another man in the house. He was on our podcast only a few weeks ago, and he thought, tell you something, boys, I want to join you in an international podcast, because I've never done an international podcast. So I'm going to join you in Ireland. The Jimmy Mac. How are you doing? Uh, Jimmy O'Mac, actually, oh, yes, if you don't right. mind. Yes. yes, thank you, Billy O'B. Yes. Uh, no, I love being in Ireland, mate. It's great. Good to be here. I came in last night. A little uh, shuffling around Temple Bar, and there was red and white literally everywhere. Was it? Yeah. Exactly yeah. where? Uh, mainly uh, on the in your bedroom, on the chips, and the ketchup and mayo. It's, the, it's an absolutely amazing combination. You went to mayo as well. <laughs> County mayo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. He's been everywhere. Brentford are everywhere, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. It's not a big place, really. No, no. Yeah, not great infrastructure, but yeah, I'm very much looking forward to the game tonight. Can't wait. Nah. Which is all good, like I was saying, and, and hopefully, hopefully we'll get you involved. And uh, listen, we've even got characters. Uh, it, it, my man, and uh, listen, listen. How you doing? And your name? What's your name? Lorcan. 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 Listen, and it's good to have you. Listen, well, it's good to have you. It was good to, to you. You have been our host here today. You've done Excellent. very well. Thank you very much. And you know, obviously, you've got the mighty bees. You've seen the Brentford. Yes. Yeah. You, Excellent. Yeah? The mighty Brentford. Yeah. I tell you something. You you learned very well actually yeah, as well. You know. How, do, do, how much do you know about Brentford? What? How much do you know about the mighty Brentford? Uh, they're fantastic. Best yeah. team in the world. Yeah, that's right. Now, I'll tell you something. Yeah, and, no, politics. And, yeah, that's right. And tell you something. We're playing Dundalk today, and what do you think the, the result will be? Oh, gee, I didn't know that. Now, hard, yeah. luck, hard luck, lads. You know, it was nice of you to come. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, he's he's all good, and he's um he's yeah he's scared, and. Uh, We'll probably have plenty more of that, actually. I didn't really know what was going on there. Did you, so. did you understand the word he said? <laughs> I, I did, actually. Yeah, I did. I did, because I, I, I get, get a lot of that. Got a lot of that family going through my family home every, every you know, when, when, we, when, when, when my wife calls back home every week to her old man. Like, you know what I'm saying? He says, how are you doing, Billy? So it's just all good. But anyway, and Billy Grant, like I said to you, and I said to you, what else has been going on this week with myself? I mean, 
I actually did a rival podcast and a lady wasn't very happy just thought that I just ejected out you know what I'm saying I got transferred over for a couple of days um, I did the Total Football um, Total Football League podcast actually which was actually quite interesting because I talked about things like Weetabix and Hitler um, which is very different you know um, it was also very strange because I didn't actually have any beer um, in front of us it was like you know we saw when he sit around in a pub like we're doing now and we talk football but there's no football being, you know, football being talked, but there's no beer being drunk because it was at 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, you found that quite unusual, didn't you? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I personally couldn't think of anything worse than, you know, <laughs> f- you know, f- it's keeping football out of football, which you did, but keeping beer out of football, this, I don't think is ever an excuse for that. I, but it's just like, no, no, not for me, mate. I, I did inquire, I have to admit, and I said to them, where, where is the beer? And, and they did look at me quizzically. So I was thinking, you know, what, what have we done? We've got this person on board and then he's asking for beer at 10.30 in the morning. But I just say, this is, this is traditional. This is, this is just what we do, isn't it? Oh, they're just not real football fans, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. But listen, we've had a good laugh, but we're going off to Dundalk in a little bit. But the fact is, as we know, we always put our alternative besotted guides when we're doing an away game. And it's going to be absolutely no different today. We're going to Dundalk, and we know that there's quite a few Bees fans coming, especially Irish Bees are coming up. And some of them have asked us, what do we do in Dundalk? We said, what do you do? Listen, mate, we've got the besotted guide, the alternative guide, and Laney, I know that you're very excited about your activity that you're getting up to do. What's that? Well, it's the first time of, um, for several weeks I've not included a farm in, in, my, in my, sort of, um, my sort of match day activity. But today, as I'm in Ireland, and I'm not quite sure how to uh, pronounce this, but I've Castle... Roche, Roche, Roche. Ro- no, Roche. Yeah, Roche. No, no, Roche, it's all rock. So um, if it's rock, it's, it's, I've been to Fraggle Rock, um, which is it's a lovely place. It's just outside Leicester. Um, and so that's, that's, the, that's the best rock I've been to, Fraggle Rock. But if it's Roche, I think it's, um, I think it's twinned with Ferrero in, um, in, in France. So, um, but the, on, the only thing that I've, you know, I'm, I'm a bit, little bit wary about, although it's got lovely views from a, from a great vantage point, access is limited and parking is almost non-existent through this. Um, so if, if you're thinking, if the weather allows your visit to um, Ferrero Roche, then um, I think I think you just probably want to you want to just be careful. Maybe park outside and walk into the into the gates of the castle rather than expect a parking space within the the um, prescribed parking arrangements. That's my only warning. Thank you for that. That's, that's, that's good information. And at the end of the day, like, this is the extended information that we give you, and that's what makes this podcast so unbelievably special, special and valuable. Puns. I know, I mean, Scandinavia, we've got things like Tivoli Gardens. Fantastic, I've been to Tivoli Gardens, and it's, it's, a, it's a magical place, especially in the winter. You know, you, you, you walk around, you smell the glug, you know, people drinking glug, and you've got the, 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 the cold air, you know. So you've got this magical place in, 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 in Copenhagen. Um, but coming to Dundalk, where would you go which might outdo Tivoli? Well, Bill, you know, I'm a, a very spiritual guy. Uh, I've had a very stressful few weeks at work. So I'm very looking forward to the shamanic counselling experience that takes place in Dundalk. I believe it's every Wednesday. It's only 21 euros, 22 euros. Uh, it'd be quite, quite good, I think. Light some incense. Incense. 
No, no, that was the the video that you you saw on, oh, on, on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> and, and 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 the and the fact is, I mean, I mean, what time is it open? What time is it closed? And, and do you know how many people are going to be going there? Or are you on a solo? I don't know, you know, I think it's around 8pm, I'll probably be there by myself, but you know, it's all about an out-of-body experience, isn't it? So, it doesn't matter how many people there are, because they'll all be gone. That sounds very interesting, I'm not sure if I'll be joining you on that one, but listen, maybe we should meet back later in the bar and we can actually talk about our our different experiences. Uh, For me, I mean, if you come to Ireland, you know that Ireland is a very religious place. Uh, It's a wonderful place, people, um, it's, it's reaped. In religion and uh, you cannot come to Ireland without actually going to a, a religious shrine going to somewhere which is it's got some sort of religious history but for me I mean I went to I looked at Dundalk and I thought oh my god I've got to go to St. Joseph's Redemptorist Church and Monastery I've never ever been to a monastery before obviously with a load of monks I mean people say that I went to a wedding here seating is plentiful the church has got lots of history it's the most beautiful ever visited you know the rector he's a beautiful singer and he's cracking jokes praying chatting he's earthy drinking drinking hold a second but in a very special way the church is fantastic it's unfortunately some unsavory individuals at the front door that's probably going to be us later you know but anyway it sounds really fantastic the listen you know but the, the seating's good the seating's good and it's also got beauty and bells well how well, can't yeah you know i mean so this is all good but listen for dundalk if you're ever going to come to dundalk later on today we've given you plenty of things to check out but listen this cast our mind back to saturday Saturday, we went up to Derby, the iPro Stadium. We talked about that a lot. The iPro fully branded stadium, which will probably have another name in a few years' time. The atmosphere from the Derby end wasn't great, it has to be said. That's our fault, apparently. Apparently, yes, apparently it was our fault. The, the, the atmosphere wasn't that great. We didn't take enough. Yeah, we only brought seven or 800 fans. This is according to the Derby fans online saying that we didn't bring enough fans and that's why they didn't sing. They had 25,000 yeah. plus people there and they it was very only, quiet. Yeah, they were only second in the league <laughs> and um, they were only sort of on a really good winning run. And um, yeah, there's only almost sold out and it was our fault that they didn't sing. Yeah. But anyway, we'll come back to that because forget about what we say. Let's go back <laughs> to the fans in the pub. And on the train, after the game. See what they had to say. You know what, seriously, if it wasn't for that sending off, I reckon it would have been a total different game. Well, we were looking we were looking pretty sharp before yeah, that sending off. Definitely. And we definitely. were looking at it, we didn't think it was going to be a free kick, I'll be honest with yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Derby consolidated, really, to be honest. 2-0 uh, up in the first half, and uh, second half, they came there just to just keep that, Goalless, you know, as long as we keep winning, that is the main thing. We want to get in that premiership, mate. Well, I think, you know, the ref decision was pivotal today. <laughs> From where I was, it was yellow, but obviously the ref was a bit closer than I am, so I've heard otherwise from uh, replays. So, but really, up to that point, I thought we were just about edging it. And in the second half, with 10 men, uh, solid performance, Bees fans in full voice. To be fair, when the boys are putting in a good performance against the odds, you know, that's the time when Brentford fans come together and, you know, everyone clapped off for the end. It was it was the solid, you know, Brentford spirit that you want to see. Uh, definitely looked about a good yard offside from where I was, but a, a 
again, you know, it, it, from the terraces, it's hard to tell, but definitely looked a yard offside from where I was. But to be honest, by then it was... Um, it was all over. Yeah, it's it, it incidental. Going on, on reflection, I thought that it really, really um, uh, put us on that pedestal, but we didn't play that well. So, really, really... So you're thinking that, what, 3-0 flat at Derby? Definitely flattered Derby. Really flattered Derby, yeah. But Scott Carson, another couple of great saves. So, But we go on. We're still second. Villa on a tails, but I think we'll be there. Definitely hope so. In all honesty, I think Villa may well win the championship. One of my tips from the start. With what they've got in there, what they've bought, and, and everything that's behind them. I think Wolves have, have, have flattered early on. I think, in all honesty, I think we'll be playoffs. The sending off, the be, to be truthful, I didn't know we were down to ten men. But <laughs> <laughs> that's how bad it was. Because they won't let put. They, they don't sit down, do they? You know, I'm an old git now, so uh, that's so, it. So you, you had an obscured view. I had a very obscure view, yes. And I thought we're doing well. This is a, it's, a, it's a slight blip. We, we've, got, we've got a good enough team to do the business. From what I did see when we had the ten men up to leaving to half-time, before we left to go to the pub, they had nothing. We were the better side, I thought. I think we are. We're still punch, punching above our weight from, well, as you say, years back as well. Um, we're up and thereabouts. I'm glad to see us the other year we got promotion. The day against Doncaster, fate. Because Yeovil and Doncaster went straight back down, try to miss the penalty and all that, and I'm thinking, oh, I've always thought that could be a blessing in disguise. We've come up, they've gone back down, boss, boss, we're set up and holding our own. Sending off was com- completely the game changer. You know, I need to see it again. A lot, of, you know, half the people on Twitter have said it was a definite rev, and the other half have said he won the ball. And you know, he, he, uh, in my opinion, he, he had to go for it. He, he would have got absolutely castigated for not going for that ball. It was the ball was there to be won. Whether he got the ball, I don't know. I, I don't. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a three. It, it shouldn't have been three nil. I think we played good enough for it not. You know, to. I think Derby probably would have won probably if it was eleven v eleven. He probably always had a little bit more with home advantage, but. I don't know. We, I wasn't that impressed by them. I've, I've seen them twice this year, and I, I, I think I think we're a better footballing team. They, they, just, they got more experience. So um, yeah, I, I, the, the, the support today from Brentford fans I thought was exceptional. Um, the, the fans obviously weren't upset by what they saw today from their Brentford team. Um, if I was a Derby fan, yeah, it's still seconds. They'll end up crying on the telly at Wembley. So Derby County, away, didn't quite go to plan. We listened to everybody in the pub and on the train, and there was one main talking point after that game. It was the 21st minute when Sergi Canos went in. The day after his 21st birthday... He decided it's my 21st birthday and I'm going to get sent off in the 21st minute. No, he didn't actually say that. He sent an apology out, which is fair enough to first Sergio Canos. But he made a tackle in the 21st minute. We didn't think it was a foul. But in looking back on the replay, it was quite divided as to whether or not it was or not. We saw it before. Mm, maybe it was. But then Dean Smith didn't think it was. Phil Giles didn't think it was. They thought that the players went around the referee and he actually made him call the foul. They also said the referee sent him off really quickly. 
They went around him and then the Derby players made the referee send them off very quickly. So they thought there was a reaction there. Now, um, Besotti put a poll up and we asked what fans thought out there, what they thought, whether or not it was a foul or not. And it was actually very evenly split, wasn't it, Laney? Yeah, it was really, really evenly split. It was 750 people voted, which is a real significant amount. So as a straw poll goal, 750 people, it constitutes a a fair sample. 74%. 74%, yeah, of all the people that were in the ground. Um, And it was 51% thought it was a straight red, and and 49% thought it was either a booking or no foul at all. Um, I've looked at it... I haven't looked at it hundreds of times. I looked at it a few times. He clearly gets the ball, but um, he was out of control. Um, you know, so you you can see why it was more than just winning the ball. Um, but I thought I thought he had to go for it. To be honest, I think he would have been lambasted if he if he'd have pulled out the challenge and he hadn't he hadn't gone for it. it everyone around us would have gone. Oh, you've you've bottled it. You've bottled it, Canos. So he, he kind of had to go for it, and um, you know it's. Damned if you do, damned if you don't, almost. And you know, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a Jonathan Douglas. Um, it wasn't like a, it was an Alan Judge situation where, you know, Luke Hyam busted the guy's leg because he went so over the top and he and he and he went in over his, you know, uh, through his shin pads and through his leg. You know, he he got the ball and it was a very very strong tackle, strong tackle almost like a Herlock or a Douglas or a McCormack would have done. So like, you know, in, in one part of me is fair play to Canos. Um, the interesting thing for me is, you know, it's a shame we're going to miss him for two games, but three games, th- three games is, is how there, we have got other players to play in that position. So maybe some sort of good will come from the bad. You know, we, we'll someone else is going to get a chance, and it, it gives us an opportunity to experiment. You know, it's, it's forced upon us, and you you wouldn't want to choose it because he's you know he, he's one of those players that wears his heart on his sleeve, and he and he gets the crowd up and all, all kinds of malarkey, but. You know, um, we we are equipped to, to deal with his loss, so you know we'll see what happens on Saturday. It's, talk, it's interesting you talk about Luke Hyam and Alan Judge. Um, what, what I thought was interesting, what was different between this one is that with the Luke Hyam situation, he when we were at the game and when he tackled Alan Judge, we thought, oh my god, that's a terrible tackle. Interestingly, on the flip side, the Ipswich fans thought, oh no, he didn't mean it. It wasn't really that bad, but you know, he bust his leg in two places. It was a really terrible tackle. And even if you read the Alan Judge interview that he did in the Sunday Times a few weeks ago, and he talks about it now, you could see that he's still got some hurt about it, saying that he went in too ferociously. He made this horrible, terrible tackle against me. Whereas I'm thinking that Sergi Canos went in. There was some proper cartwheel action going on by Olsen, which I think he actually. Um, he made the referee think, hold on a second, this is a very dangerous tackle here as well, but it wasn't anywhere near similar to the Alan Judge situation. Luke Hyam got a yellow card, whereas Sergi Canos got a straight red card. So there's two different situations going on here, isn't there? Yeah, there is. I think sometimes you need to... It's probably best to take take the partisanship out of it. So like, ignore what the Ipswich fans are saying and ignore what the Brentford fans are saying about the Alan Judge situation. It's almost like ignore the Brentford and ignore the derby. The players know. And if Alan Judge two years later on is saying that's a diabolical challenge, I probably believe Alan Judge. Um, they, they know what they know in the heat of the battle what is a winnable tackle, what isn't, how high. and They, they know. These guys have been playing pro football for 10, 15 years, you know. They're, they're better equipped at judging it. And I know that, you know, he's been a victim of a, you know, a, almost a career-threatening tackle. 
Um, so he's gonna he's gonna be spiteful, but not spiteful. He's he's gonna be he's gonna be brewing for a long time about that. But um, Canos, he hasn't got a bad bone in his body, has he really? Puns, I know you watched that game and you probably had a you had, well, don't you probably didn't you definitely had a much better view of what happened well, throughout the whole game even we, we talked about that in a little bit but that, in particular this incident that what we did what was your thought yeah so <clears throat> Canos jumps in our referee blows his whistle I jump out of myself saying got, got the ball ref because he did get the ball um, on that side it was a good challenge but it was very strong he possibly wasn't in control so I can see why he got a red card and I, I sat down there is no replay on, on iFollow, um, so it was just what I saw. And when the referee pulled his red card out, I actually thought, yeah, I can see why he's given it. Um, I actually thought then that was a pretty stupid challenge to throw yourself into. It's around the centre circle. There wasn't any immediate threat. Um, we were, I think, pretty sure we had quite a few players back as well. Um, it seemed a little bit silly, a little bit over the top, a little bit too strong. Um, but again, I have no, I don't, I have no complaints with the red card. And listen, after um, after that red card, I mean, it was very, 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 very difficult for the bees. The bees went down, and they were two nil down. We scored two goals, or Derby scored two goals, and the bees were two nil down at half time. And we looked down and out. I mean, it's hard enough to play against a route team anyway, because he's very hard, very organised. But two nil down. But in the second half. We actually came back into that game and I thought that we could have got a result. When I say a result, probably a point. Their goalkeeper pulled off a couple of really quite stupendous saves to keep them in the game. And I thought Derby were on the back foot. And yourself? Yeah, I thought we started to batter them, to be honest. Um, but I'm incredibly pessimistic and I just knew it was going to be 3-0. I just got the feeling after about 70 minutes that no matter how many times we attack them, we're not going to score a goal. And they're going to nick another cheeky one on a counter-attack which is pretty much what happened um, we were very good for that most of that second half actually and for a lot well pr- probably the last few minutes of the first half as well um, Rowett must have been really pissed off at his players because you don't sit back and, and do that when you've got the one-man advantage and you're playing for promotion when I think the team below you has a better goal difference than you you should really be trying to put the sword to Brentford. Um, surprised that they didn't, but yeah, I was quite surprised that we were quite quite good actually. I mean, we were quite good, and I mean, you talk about that and Gary Rowett. I mean, they've got the three points, so you're going to next year. You look at the, f- the 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 results of the of, of Derby season, and they'll say Brentford win three nil. And I know you're saying you know that they should go out and they should have gone all, all hell for leather. But their argument is they're going to now say is that they got four points out of six from Brentford this season, even though we could say, well, we had, I, I can't remember what the possession was. I mean, we had 80% possession in that first game and whatever it may be this game and we did very well. That doesn't really matter. Now, in a situation where maybe we need to be looking to be even a little bit more Rowett-esque about the way that we play, because we look at the QPR game, we were 2-0 up. And it was extra time, and they came back, and it was two all. You know what I'm saying? And wouldn't Brentford fans think? Tell you something: we love playing our attacking football, but maybe we can't do it all the time. We've got to row it ourselves right up at times. Never, please, never, ever, or do I want to hear the word Gary Rowett linked with a Brentford job? Um, yeah, yeah, they're up there. He's done a he's done a good job turning it around. But if 
I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch that football. I just, I'm just, I'm just thankful that my club plays really good, attacking, positive football, not negative football. You know, I want to see my team. As I said, I say it a lot on there. I want to see my team losing, trying to win the game. I don't want to see them losing, trying not to win the game or not trying not to lose the game. It's like the, the, the double negative. It's just horrible to watch, and it may bring you success ultimately if they get to the Premier League and like they play like that. They're going to get a Annihilated. They're not. They're not good in. They just about managed to hold us at bay. You know, they're, they're going to get annihilated week in, week out. And you know, it's, it's that. It's that thing where I mean, I'd, I'd rather look at the, the the teams that have done well by being positive. You know, the, the Huddersfields, your Bournemouths, your Brightons. You know, Reading when they went up, they they play. play Really good football. They, they, you know, they deserve to be there because they, you know, they entertained and they, they were just kind of like, yeah, good on you, great, great to watch. Blackpool as well. Blackpool when they went up under Holloway, you know, I know his words, you know, his name's a bit of a bit of a sort of a swear word on this podcast, but you know, he, that, at that time, Blackpool were the team to watch, and you know, if you think fair play to you guys, you're playing football the right way. Um, and they deserve every every bit of success. You, you look at you look at Derby and you think, you know, yeah, you, you're grind, grinding out a win after grinding out a win when you're you've got a man advantage and you're two 0 up at half time at home. You're second in the division in front in in, in, in front of a full house. You don't, that says go out there and, and and prove that you're a good team, not go out there and sort of like just snub them out it's just it's, it's, it's horrible it's a horrible philosophy and Brentford Lasse Vibe still negotiating with China from what we can understand from what we've heard maybe one or two days and that deal will be done if the deal isn't done then he'll still be a Brentford player but at the moment now you know, or he won't be a Brentford if the deal is done he won't be a Brentford player but he still is at the moment now um, but they decided not to play him on Saturday whether or not they'll play him on Saturday, if he is still a Brentford player, that is a question. Probably not, because this is on tender hooks at the moment now, but it's almost there, almost there. Like I said, Chinese Premier League team. So we're looking at who's going to be striker. Malpay didn't play this time because last time probably he didn't have a great game. They thought, let's rest him, let's try something else. Put Ollie Watkins up front. We were going actually not too bad for 20 minutes. And then, um, um, Canos get sent off. And it's not great because Ollie Watkins didn't have the best game after that. Um, maybe it's because the formation, maybe just things didn't go right. Maybe he wasn't quite getting fed. I don't know, whatever it may be, but he didn't have the best game. Now, the question I'm saying to you is that forward options, what do we do? We're trying a few little things. Malpay, do we stick with Malpay? Because at the end of the day, the club feel that he is coming on very well. As long as he gets slated and he misses lots of chances, but they say, listen... He's come in and he wasn't meant to be a striker or he wasn't meant to be the first striker when he came in. You know, it was meant to be Vibay and then Malpay. And then Malpay comes off the bench, but he got thrown in to the Lions. And uh, he scored quite a few goals. He scored seven or eight goals. So he hasn't done too bad, but he's missed a lot of chances and his confidence is shot to a certain extent. Do we stick with him? Do we say, listen, you are the man. The club feels you're the man. We're mid-table at the moment now. We may go up if you have to. They feel it's the right thing to do. They've seen you play more than we do. They know more about you. Dean Smith believes that he is going to be the man who's going to start scoring some goals, just like Vibay did after nine months joining Brentford. As fans, do we just pull off a little bit? Uh, probably, yeah. 
Um, I, I can see it both ways. I, I can see it's, it's been a, a frustrating period of time for the player um, and and the fans as well. But you, you need to look at the track record. I think I think we have, we have to we have to put confidence in, in the people that have, have scouted him, the ones that see him in training day in day out. Um, we, we're clearly not going to pick him if he really is awful. Um, you know, we had, we've a couple of tall Germans recently in recent years that you know didn't didn't make the grade and they didn't didn't get first team action because they obviously weren't doing any training either. So um, I, I reckon I reckon the people that know know. Um, I just think it, he probably does need a little bit more time. And you know, I, I think that Andre Gray was wasteful. Um, I think that. Clayton Donaldson was wasteful and I think that Lasse Vibe has been wasteful in his time. And interestingly all three of them actually got completely hammered when they first came to the club as well for a, quite a period of time. Andre Gray got hammered until after Christmas. Um, Lasse Vibe got hammered until probably about the following April and uh, Andre and, 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 and I can't remember the other one but you know there was a bit of hammering going on with players um, if they're not doing the business when they come in because there's a lot of expectation. It's a, there is a massive amount of expectation yeah but you know most, most of them come good it's very few and you know it's a fact there is very few of the signings that have been catastrophic errors you know that we've stuck with that we've stuck with yeah no, it's been, but even in general it's probably been five out of 25 that we've brought in over the last six years five six years you know so you know we, it's, it's, it's a pretty good it's a pretty good sort of return I mean, we, we sell our goal scorers all the time, our big goal scorers all the time, and we still carry on being a high-scoring team. So let's say Vibe scored, what, 10-odd 10, 10 goals or something like that this season. We've scored over 40, so goals are going to keep on coming in from somewhere. Well, the Allard's theory is that it's not necessarily about the goal scorers, it's about what you're playing and what you're doing as well, and the goals will come from everywhere if you're playing the right type of football. Mm. But listen... We've got other things to talk about because we're sitting here listening to some jazz in an Irish bar. We're in Dundalk at the moment now. It's absolutely heaving inside here. There's all sorts going on and uh, very, very friendly. So we're going to just try and find out what's going to be happening with Brentford, what their views are of Brentford, what their views are of football. If we've got anything else you want to talk to us about here in Dundalk. So here we are in Dundalk. Kennedy's Bar. Kennedy's Bar in Dundalk. It's absolutely heaving in air. A bit more noise, a bit more noise. <laughs> absolutely heaving in air today. And uh, it's a big match tonight. I think the whole of Dundalk has come out to see Brentford, who are in town today, isn't it? Is that right, Stephen? That is right, yeah. Ever since Eddie Mayer was with us. That's right. And, and you've got a little bit of left field trivia between Dundalk and Brentford, haven't you? Yeah, Eddie Mayer was our manager. And, oh early 90s we were in the playoff to stay in the Premiership and we were playing Waterford and Eddie came in to be manager for two games kept us up and he kept you up and then and then what happened after that uh, we were sitting up in the club one night and watching Sky News and all of a sudden there was Eddie May walking into Brentford so he, he sort of disappeared from your club and then went. so we poached him off you did we 
Ah, something like that. I'm sure money talks. <laughs> <laughs> so, were you happy that you left, or were you a bit gutted? No, we were gutted. We were just getting on with them, getting into the drinking culture of the locals. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems that he obviously passed that drinking culture on when he came to Brentford because he, if I remember right, he didn't last that long, Eddie May, did he? About three pints. Yeah, he lasted about three pints at Brentford. Um, you know, but he, he he didn't have the best tenure. It has to be say at Griffin Park, did he? No, oh, no. I, I don't know. I didn't follow him when he. Oh, you, 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 you just ignored him after I that, just, did you? I just ignored. He let us down. So. <laughs> That's right. So listen, we're playing today. Today we're going to Dundalk. First of all, Oriel Park. I've had a look at it. It's got some proper old school floodlights, just like our ground. It looks like. Give us a little bit of a vibe of what your what your grounds like. How many fans you get, and and what's the what's now? What is the Dundalk vibe? I mean, I can't curse, can I? Eh? I can't curse. No. No. Well, you can do. You say what you want. As much as you fucking want, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shuttle. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. It's what must be nearly sixty years old now. Okay. It's a bit younger than our ground, him. Yeah, uh, we've new investors in now, so hopefully over the next four or five seasons. Okay, and uh, tell us more about the new investors. Uh, the American group Peak Six. They have, I think, one of them owns Swansea. They have a twenty-five percent share in Bournemouth. They have a share in Roma. They're only after buying a share in a French club, and own one hundred percent of our club now. I say so. What they're looking at basically putting money to you to for a bit of Champions League action, is it? Cheap way into Europe, uh, as we did two seasons ago. I think it's near, worth nearly six million euro to us. The group stages of the Europa League, group stage ta- Champions League worth over forty million. Okay, so you've obviously, and this is interesting as well, because you're now talking about stuff that we've got no idea what you're talking about, this Europa League thing and this Champions League thing. I mean, like, we've, we've not even been anywhere near the echelons of that. We've been to the, the Leyland Daft Trophy, actually, which is, is pretty, you know about the Leyland Daft. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. know what the Leyland Daft Trophy is. Did, did you ever play in the Championship? We're in the championship now. He's a joker, isn't he? Like, I, I forgot. I come to Ireland now, and you've all you've all got a yeah. sense of humour, and we need to get used to that. But um, no, it is all good. But just but the, what the, what are those days when you play out in Europe? I mean, what is it? Oh, what is it like? Magical, like uh, ourselves now. We we get over to Holland, Norway, Israel, like places you'd never go. Well, Norway and Israel you'd never go. Did you win any matches? Uh, we drew one all in our first game against Izzy Alkmaar in Holland. And we bet Maccabi Tel Aviv in Dublin where we had to play our home games. Every other game, we lost 2-1. Okay, okay. And, and, and again, we're interested in sort of fan culture and everything like that. How many fans travel to, to the games? Uh, there was 2,000 went to Holland. There was 200 went to Israel. About 50 over to St. Petersburg, 200 up to Rosenberg. It's good enough travelling. I've been to Rosenberg. It's in uh, Trondheim. Indeed, it is. Yeah, yeah, I've been I've been there about 10, 15 times actually to Trondheim. It's uh, it's quite difficult to get to, but it's a, it's quite a laugh. It's quite a small town, but it's very friendly, isn't it? Uh, very expensive. <laughs> Twelve euro a pint. Yeah. Uh, we went over to uh, Spain last week to the training pre-season training for Dundalk. We played against uh, Shanghai, something from China, and FC Seoul from Korea. Okay. And was the last VB just out there just sort of kind of just watching and getting a suntan at the same time oh, we had planned we walked all over Christmas said, let's go pre-season training we went this side the bar they were out in the pitch so. okay which is, which is good so listen and, 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 and it's interesting as well because you're talking about the, your, the fans you're talking about the atmosphere um, Irish I mean Irish football and the, the league that you're in I'm going to say we just want a little bit of education because we don't know that much about it we know, we've heard a bit about you know 
Cork. We've heard a bit about, you know, Dundalk now because we played you a few times. Mm. But what is it? What what are the rivalries? Uh, how big is it? You know, do you travel to matches? Well, Dundalk would have probably three to four hundred regular travellers to all the games, like away from home. Drada would be our biggest rivalry, but they're in the first division. Who, who's that? Who? Drogheda. Oh yeah, Drogheda. That's R- just that we pass through yeah, on the way. Yeah, yeah. it's only With twenty. Viaduct. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, at least you found only a good thing to come out of was the road to Dundalk so. <laughs> uh, Cork would be a big rivalry we're playing them in the President's Cup now on Sunday there should be 4,000 people up at it and that'll give us a gauge on what our new team is, is like is that in Cork or here? it's here it's okay. here so give us a gauge on what our new team is like and uh, like we're building for Europe ok it's pretty, pretty impressive actually if you take three, 400 and total is around 4,000 you compare it to us We'll go to places and the you know it's fifteen thousand people and we yeah. take about the same number three hundred four hundred yeah. so well we're more we're more seven eight we're seven eight hundred yeah, now yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah well sometimes Bill but yeah that's, that's like more loyal wouldn't it yeah but it must be exciting to know that you're a good season away from Europe if, uh-huh. you know if if you have an exceptional one a good season away from the Champions League like yeah. we're in Europe again this season we're in the Europa League again and the players he's signing now looks to be European pedigree so what, what, what kind of team do you expect um, Dundalk to field tonight uh, it'll be a European style of play be full on attack uh, we normally play 4-1 4-1 and anybody in front of the defenders attacks even the two full backs all attack so you've only three defenders that defend or three players that defend Everybody else just attack minded. So it's going to be. A, you think it's going to field a very strong team tonight? Well, this is his last uh, pre-season friendly, so yeah, it will be a strong team because he has to get them to jail. You know. It's interesting as well because we um, on Saturday. We're, we're playing actually Shamrock Rovers or Brentford B because Brentford B are playing you today but yeah. on Saturday Brentford B are playing Shamrock Rovers but the, the A team we're not going we're not going <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. you, you won't be going for a chat in any bar up there with them that's for sure <laughs> and uh, the first team is actually playing Preston North End and you signed a couple of players to Preston North End one was a Horgan and there's another Down player on. as well. Andy Boyle. That's right. Boyle and Hawkins. He's away out and loan to Doncaster now. That's right. Now, now, I mean, again, there's a little bit of hype about these players. So tell us a little bit more and how, how big they were there. And, and, and you've obviously been watching them for afar. Do you yeah. think that they're doing all right at their teams at the moment now? I think with the change of manager there early on in the season that Preston killed Andy Boyle's chances. He got a start in the League Cup. He made one mistake, caused the goal... And the manager came in to him after the game and said, look for a new club. So I don't think he's got a fair run. Uh, Daryl Hogan, he's just proven himself. He's a regular first-team player, be it coming on as a sub or whatever. He is a regular in the first-team squad. So you, you seem to be sponsored by five Fifes. 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 Why, why, why the banana connotations with Dundalk? How come? What's that about? Uh, it's a local company. Total Produce, only about 500 yards down the road. It started off in Dundalk and has grown into an international brand. And then when we say we're going bananas, sure, it's on our jersey. What, yeah, what everyone, can we everyone, say? Everyone knows that logo. Everyone yeah, knows that name. Yeah. So from Dundalk. Yeah, from Dundalk. Originally. I had a, I had no idea that Fice was from Dundalk. And, I have to say. And Harp Lager, apparently, just across the road. 
Oh, we saw the Harp Distillery, yeah. which just came out the station there as well. That's we didn't realize it's Harp. We just thought it was a. Yeah, the distillery's closed now. That was Harp. Oh. It's uh, what to do? Spirits in it now, whiskies and different yeah, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. So basically, there's a, there's a, there's a lot, lot of activity, a lot of action going on in uh, in Dundalk that we've got no idea about. Well, on our other, on the other road behind the pub was McCarrum Brewery, and that did ales and everything like that, and it closed down. Then Harp closed down. Guinness were trying to centralise everything during the boom but then the recession came and they were made mistakes by closing everything down during the boom so you was over in Spain last week as well so hardcore um, Dundalk fan what's your, what's your name sorry um, Dean hey Dean yeah Dean man you're the Steve and you have all these other posse here as well now um, Steve is a, a mature um, I'll say it's a very mature Dundalk fan and you're part of the, the, the Dundalk youth as they call it you know the yeah. Shedside Army is that is that what you call yourself that's true, yeah, Shedside yeah. Army. So tell us a little bit about the Shedside Army. Well, we travel in crowds. Like, our biggest, most of our fa- away fans now would be the Shedside Army, especially to rivalry games. We'd be big. And what type of activity does the Shedside Army get up to? Just mental. Bananas. We yeah. go bananas. So, so it's five, five, you, 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 you've got five in you, have you? you know? yeah. So five has affected you. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, so tell me, I mean, what is it? I mean, I've seen some photographs, you know, there's flares and, and also and smoke bombs and all that kind of stuff. Is that, is that your type of, is that your game? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So you get involved, so you just, you know, pyrotechnics is, is a big thing. Yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just wondering, is Shedside Army going to be active today? Because I mean, it's it's probably a slightly more low-profile game than it normally would be, isn't it? Maybe. Yeah, I'd say it would be tonight. Yeah, there the would be a crowd here that you might hear, but mostly now on Sunday there'd be a big crowd. There'd be about about six, seven hundred over in the shed. Would it be? No. Yeah, six or seven hundred shedside army. Well, just um, sorry, and that's just six, seven hundred, just on one side of the ground on the shed side. Is that yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. That's just the singing crowd, so, and then there, and then four thousand in the whole crowd as well. Yeah. And, and and again, we're just trying to get an idea because everyone's listening to this and trying to get an idea of, of Irish football what's happening. So, what what, what will you be? What's, what, what are you going to be doing? What's what's going on in the shed side? Singing, flares, uh, going bananas again. Pitch invasions or anything like no. that. No. No, no, don't no, do that. No, no, no. You get banned. Yes. Yeah, you don't banned. want to get banned. No. No. We'll be shed side army, we'll be no side army, won't it? No, definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> so listen, what is your biggest rival? I mean, Drogheda United. Okay, Drogheda United, but Drogheda, they're not in They're not in this league though, they're in the d- division below. So you hardly yeah. play them though? Um, well, last year, we, how many times did you? Four times we played Drogheda last year. Wow, in the cup or? Uh, we played uh, one comp and then we played three times in the league. We've oh, they got relegated, did they? Yeah. Ah, yeah. Uh, and 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 and. But other than Drogheda has gone now. So who else is um, who else Shamrock is your other? Rovers. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's oh. interesting because Shamrock Rovers is. Bastards. Yeah, that's that's quite. I mean, it's not. I mean, I'm not be funny. We came up on the train. It's an hour up on the train from here, and Shamrock is on the southern part of Dublin. So it's a, it's a little bit of a trek, though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Doesn't matter though. No. 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 And, and why Shamrock Rovers such big rivals? They just have been for years. Yeah. I mean, we're just interested because for us, it's F- Fulham and QPR are the big rivals for Brentford fans and maybe Birmingham City as well. There's a sort of rivalry that's been going on there, which is slightly more one way maybe. But Fulham is the game that everybody, like literally when you turn up for the game, you've seen people at the scene for 30 years have turned up for that match. It's the big, big game and we love it when we beat them. 
Shamrock Rovers, what's it like for you guys? Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. They were a strong side this year now. They're going to be a strong side, but we still we still get over them. Mm. And also, I mean, I'm going to ask you, and I know I probably know the answer. Who's the bigger side, you or Shamrock Rovers? Us. Yeah. Us. <laughs> Somebody said cork on the other side there. You know. Yeah, we're going to go to the shed side today and just uh, we'll be all right. I mean, what the colours on, you know, there's not too many of us. We'll be fine. Manners, as they say. So, listen, um, top players. Who are the top players that we should be looking out for? Michael Duffy. Okay. Where does he play? He plays left wing. Okay. Fast? Very fast. Very fast. Dylan Who are Dylan Connolly and um, Stephen Fallen? Not a good player. He's not Tony. He's not. He's not a relative of Tony Folan. You know, Tony have heard of Tony Folan. You. And Tony Folan used to play for us, by the way, at Brentford. Yeah, yeah. He scored a goal from the halfway line that we actually missed because we were still in the pub. Oh well, that happens here regular. <laughs> <laughs> um, who else? Um, who else would there be? There be no. Those are the three main players that we need to watch out for. Um, and, and I'm good. Christian uh, Jordan as well, ex-Liverpool player we signed. Okay, cool. Okay, and also interesting as well. I don't ask this as well. We we have um, just signed a player from Limerick, mm-hmm. uh, Chidozi Ogbeni. I'm just wondering, have you yeah, seen him play at all? Um, no, he's because Brentford B team playing today, and they've decided because he hasn't played for a couple of months as well. It probably wasn't best to stick him into a game with you because it's going to be a tough game, and he could probably you'll probably break him. So uh, I think he's been given the slow warm up. Yeah, yeah. There would have been a few scores for Saturday with him. Oh really? So tell us. Tell, well, tell us. He'd be one of the best players in the League of Ireland last season. Yeah. In his position. All right. And uh, we were hoping we'd sign him. Okay. But uh, obviously he doesn't want European football. <laughs> well to be fair if you think about it now we are currently playing European football because we've just come over to Europe because we're not in Europe anymore <laughs> yeah that's correct yeah, yeah indeed you are yeah did you have to get a visa to come in? Yeah, well, I'll tell you something, actually. We did have to beg them through the gates and they let us in eventually. But uh, that's a very interesting point there. I know there's a little bit of jealousy and rivalry with Brentford already starting. So I mean, is it going to be now sort of Drogheda, um, um, Shamrock Rovers and Brentford as your three rivals, is it? Well, last season, Brentford gave us a game to keep us uh, taking over during our European campaign because we stopped playing at, at the beginning of October. And we were still playing European football the 8th of December. So we, were, we actually came home from Russia on the Friday night and played a cup final on a Sunday. And that, that's why we lost that cup final against Cork. Our lads were just run out. Last season, uh, we had six weeks off. No uh, end-of-season break. Came straight back into it. And the first 15 games, we weren't ourselves. But this season, it'll be different. We've had a good good rest. I'm not going to ask you as well, because I've just bought a flight to Russia. I haven't gone quite deep into Russia yet, because I'm a little bit scared. But you went to Russia Have last year. A, sorry, sorry. I need mm. to interrupt. So is, is your flight actually to Russia? Yeah, my flight is not. Yeah, but it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. But anyway, we bought a flight and go to Russia. What's it like? It was very, very cold. <laughs> very Minus 20. But uh, we, we went one nothing up in that game, and then they came back and bat us 2-1. Okay, forget the football. I'm wondering what the vibe was like. What the people like? Were they friendly, or was it just we're going to stay in a hotel and then go home? Oh no, no, it was very friendly, yes, and plenty of uh, nice places to visit. 
There's a smile on your face there. I might have to talk about this <laughs> off camera. <laughs> all right, okay. Well, we'll move on. So really listen, well, listen, okay. listen, listen. So, right, we're going to go off to the match. Oriel Park is just around the corner. And uh, apparently he's got a bar inside there as well, which is friendly, or is this the better place to go? Ah, the bar up there is just good, but I'd rather here. Okay, which is all good. So listen, we will probably catch up with you a little bit later because we're going to come up the end. We're going to see if there's any fireworks and flares, if we can let off a couple of Brentford flares as well. Because we're not. Once you have €1,500 flare, because that's the fine. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. That's, actually, we don't. don't like that stuff. No, we don't do flares, actually, to be quite honest with you. Know, other people do, which is cool, and that's their own thing, which is fine, but, you know, apparently, which is all good. And we'll just see what the vibe is going to be a little bit later in Oriel Park. I'm here at Oriel Park and it's 1-0 to the Brentford B team. It's been a, actually a, quite an exciting game. Uh, I've expected to come here to see a friendly and people sort of tapping the ball around. It's been fast, people have been flying in. Um, it, it seems like a sort of a, a league match. It seems like a sort of a, you know, a, I don't know, Division 1 or a Division 2 league game that you might see. Quite exciting, I, I, I would say that as well. I've got Dan here, my man, my man Dan. We were chatting through the first half as well. And you were, you know, you were quite impressed with what's going on the pitch, yeah, weren't you? Yeah, it's very fast. Um, as I say, Brentford defending high up the pitch, putting Dundalk under pressure, have the midfield well covered, taking their chances. Could have been two up. Good save from the Dundalk keeper. Um, I'd expect big changes in the second half. I see more aggression from Dundalk. Probably a few changes maybe in midfield. Um, and I would like to think we'll get back at you. It's interesting because what's happened is that normally we'd say with friendlies, we play friendlies and people just say, we'll just take it as it is. Like we, we know we've played Stoke City, we've played all sorts of teams, we've played Nice in friendlies and the result is whatever it is because they say that you're going out there just to try out players and to get them out there and give them some exercise and, and get them used to the game. But I'm looking at this friendly and I'm thinking this isn't quite the same as that one. It seems like, you know, people really want to win this game today. Um, okay, my background is really rugby, and I always said there's no point in playing a game unless you win it. You've got to want to win, otherwise, don't bother going out. So, I think you've got that out there. You've got two sides who want to get a result, and it's you've got to have a good football game. And there's plenty of ball on the deck playing good football. It's, it's, it's very entertaining. And, and what I'll say, I mean, and you said exactly what I thought as well. I mean, um, Dundalk. As you know, the history of our B team, they've come here and there. You know, that these are graduates, hopefully, into the A team. Not all of them are going to make it to the first team, but some of them will do. But what they have to do is that Brentford have a particular style of football that we play. And we, from the bottom to the top, they play the same style of football, passing it out from the back, passing the ball around. And you can see that style of football today. But what I was very impressed with today is Dundalk also are very similar. Playing the ball out, passing the ball out, playing the ball from the back, playing some really good football. Yeah, um... It's the type of football that our manager Stephen Kenny has brought to the club. Uh, traditionally, League of Ireland football, like Championship football, even in the UK, is hump it up the middle stuff, knock it down to, you know, a player or whatever. Um, we try to keep it on the deck as you do. It makes for far more entertaining football. It's the European styles, the type of football you see in the Netherlands, you see it in Belgium, you even see it, you see it in Russia, and it, it's fabulous to watch. Uh, and, and you talk about Russia. I mean, Dan, you were you were in Russia fairly yeah. recently, weren't you? As well, oh, indeed, yeah. yeah. And uh, I mean, there's one thing we, when you arrive in a city like St. Petersburg and you arrive at the ground. First thing you meet are these Robocops, squads of them, armed to the teeth. Any, any you don't ever get trouble over there. 
they just don't have it so straight away you've got big crowds who chant a lot who pretty much control their own ends and you get fantastic football on uh, what I would call Soviet era, era type pitches the big bowls and snow and the fans throw snowballs at one another and it's, it's fantastic they're really brilliant yeah so listen I mean you I mean, this is the weird thing we talked about this before with some of the other friends Steve who we met in the bar earlier you you played European football things that we don't play what's the best place that you've been to and the best match you've been to in Europe um Netherlands is very good uh, the, the big thing with, with Europe is the transport systems are fantastic trains and all the rest um I have to say St. Petersburg was really special uh, fantastic city fans were very good to us um, Warsaw is fairly rough uh, the fans there you're nearly afraid to wear your colours you know <laughs> in case they take them off and burn them so yeah I would have to say the Netherlands probably very very good which, which, which game was that? Uh, the game against A.K. Uh, uh, Altmar uh, fantastic playing surface absolutely fantastic and we got the draw which was even better and, 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 and forget about the football side of it which one's the best atmosphere away oh, I'd have to say St. Petersburg uh, Zenit uh, the atmosphere is actually frightening and the hairs in the back of your neck stand up when they start chanting it's really they chant from one end of the pitch to the other you've one end behind one goal answering the other end with chants and it's it's actually frightening but it's it's really something I mean, I mean it sounds very exciting but they, they they were very happy about having black players in their side though were they no but anyway look we get over that <laughs> you might do but I might I might have to have second thoughts about that one okay ah <laughs> no second half here at Oriel Park we're in Dundalk still the game's still on uh, tell you something I'm, I'm actually really enjoying this game this is a I don't normally like friendlies. When England play friendly, I don't really like it. I go there for the vibe and meet my mates. When Brentford plays friendlies, I don't really like it either, I'll be honest with you, because it's always like a bit of a training game, as they say. But we come here, and the B team are playing a friendly against Undall, and this is proper blood and thunder. It's wicked. It's a wicked game, and also the fans are here, and they're like absolutely potty Shed, for it, aren't they? Shed side army. Yeah going fucking mental mate the Chedside uh, army yeah Chedside sorry yeah that's right the Chedside army but the crowd it's like this is this is a really big deal and this is not disrespect to Dundalk but yeah, listen yeah. you can hear it behind us this is like a this is like a cup game or a league no, game it means a lot to them they've yeah. got they've got a big game coming up on Sunday they're playing Cork, Cork yeah. they're playing Cork on Sunday um, and it's like the equivalent of their charity shield and these, these, this, this, this game today it means something and they brought a couple of their better players on now and they want to beat us and this Brentford B team he, he was well offside there this Brentford B team are really really playing well they are they are indeed and listen I, I, I say this as icicles form on my tash <laughs> on the condensation of breathing out it is cold man so this is a competitive game both teams are really really playing like they want to play football like they're, they're really it's not it's not like us playing nice and like someone's knocking the ball about a bit they're really going for it and it's great the tempo's really high yeah. the, the, the players are out there they and, want to play and, you, and we actually want to be out here watching this game because yeah, the thing is you're going to think you're, oh look here we go oh no 
they've just scored. Dundalk has just scored. There's 2-1 up to Dundalk now. And you can hear the massive cheer that's gone up. They're all absolutely... Look, they're all jumping around and they're chanting at us and pointing at us. Oh, we've been pointing... They obviously know we're Brentford fans. This is, like, absolutely mental. It's like, <laughs> I've, never, I've never seen this in a pre-season friendly. I, what I will say is that Brentford needs to organise more pre-season friendlies in Ireland because it actually means something and they want to win. Let's get the first team out here. It'll be, it'll be brilliant. Oh, there's chanting and banging like just like, like at the back of the, the the Wendy House back in the day in the, the back of the, 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 the new road. The, the back. But anyway, let's come back to this game. Let's just come back to this game today. Um, B team. Oh, I'm just going to go. Oh, there we go. Bradley Crate Lazar. He's, he's, he's going for it. Any players out there that's impressed you at all? I, I'm, I'm incredibly impressed by the Danes, uh, Lucas Talbot and uh, Mels Beck-Sonson. Uh, they're, they're playing. They're, they're phenomenal. They're, they're, they're great. And actually, no. To be to be real, uh, Mels Beck-Sonson. I can't believe the guy's 19 years old. He he looks about. He's he's fucking enormous. Honestly, he's massive. He's a green giant. Yeah. He looks. He looks like. He looks. He's about. He looks. I don't know how big he is. He looks about six foot two. He's huge, and he's like. He's yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's actually built out, and he's a huge. He's bigger uh, than anyone. Yeah. He he, he he made his debut at 16 years old. Um, for I can't remember what team it is because I haven't got my research on because we're freezing cold around here. But 16 years old. He's been playing for I a couple was, of years. Uh, was it Rannas? Uh, I think. Maybe Rannas or. Um, yeah. Or Horsens, 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 uh, yeah. yeah, that's Horsons. right. So he's been horse, but he is. But he's looking. Oh, here he coming back there as well. Listen, we we don't we don't well, comment, we don't we don't commentate on games, but this is the game. We're, we're we're trying to chat, but we can't help it because there's so much so action much going on. There's so much going on. It's absolutely quite mental. It I is. Like, I feel like Mark Burridge, yeah, <laughs> bees player, yeah. It's, we call you Mark Punnage. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, just. But let's, oh, let's forget about the football for, oh we can't forget about the football there's a new there's a new um, listen let's forget about the football for now the hospitality uh, Dun- Dundalk have done the manners we uh, three of us walked up to, to the to the ground immediately one of the guys grabbed us to the side he goes oh you guys Brentford he's like yeah yeah, yeah. he goes oh, just go to the door and just walk in like no 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 payment for the ticket nothing like wicked right? that's, that's, that's manners enough isn't it? that's the manners as well half time comes we go to the bar with one of the old boys Dan and Dan, Dan just goes, don't, don't worry, guys, I'll, I'll get these ones in. And I was like, no, Dan, come on. Like, it's three of us, so I'll, I'll get this in for you. He goes, no, no, seriously, it's no problem. He gets three pints of Guinness for us, pint for himself. He didn't even pay. <laughs> <laughs> he just looked at the barman yeah. and he said... Some, some, some sort of mafia, some sort of Dundalk mafia little business. Nod, little nod or something. <laughs> huh? you know, so. yeah. no, we, we love it, man. Like I said to you, if you, if you travel and you go to lots of away games, you go abroad, it's all these little experiences that you're great. They're all taking us back to the bar. They're taking us out into town tonight. Um, they're just so happy to have Brentford fans to have come from, you know, from Brentford to have watched this game. And for us, we, people might think it's nothing, but for them, it's a, it's a very, very important game. And for us as well, it's, I yes. think it's very important. It's well, important for huge, our B team. They, they have a huge game. They, they wanted a competitive game, and we've given them a competitive game. Yeah. Um, it's exactly the, the, it's, it's ideal for them. They're, they're, they're going to walk into to Sunday having had a really good game behind them um, they're going to be ready for the game it's great for them yeah Brentford 
listen, they're 2-1 down at the moment now. When we went in at half-time, we were 1-0 up. But, you know, to be fair, it's, it's, a bit, it's been a bit of a toughie because this Dundalk side, you know, people saying, oh, Division 2, you know, conference side, but they're, 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 they're quite potty for it, aren't they? Yeah, they really are. You, you speak to their fans. They've got a massive game coming up on Sunday against Cork. Um, their, their season's about to start properly. Um, you know, yeah, it, it, this, this isn't... Blood and Thunder. Yeah, yeah no, they, they, they need to win. They want to win. They, 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 they've brought their better players on now. So, um, you know, we, we've really equipped ourselves well. Ooh. And uh, what, what I've seen, what I've seen tonight is they're not. This isn't pretty, pretty boy football that Brentford are playing. They're playing kids, kid, the, their younger Brentford players playing against men, and they're really matching them. And it's really good to see. You know, we're we're, we're playing really good, expansive football. Indeed. So I'm just wondering, anybody out there that's impressed you from the beast? Um. No one's not impressed me, to be honest with you. I, I think I think they're playing against a team that is um, probably, in, in terms of mat- maturity, they, they're, they're Dundalk are, a, are probably a more experienced team. So they've all they've all played really well. Yeah, no no one no one necessarily in particular thought Bradley Clayton took his goal well. Um, I think Mads Mads is like really solid at the back. I think the goal Ellery, he's, he's pulled off a couple of good saves. No, no, but like fair play all, all all round, pretty solid. Steve, listen, we talked to you before the game. You've done the hospitality. You've taken us in there. You've taken us around to your end, to the shed side end, and everything like that. We've been introduced to all sorts of manner of characters. We've seen the game. You haven't done anything about the central heating because it's still very cold in the stadium. But there's not. You can't do everything, Steve. You can't no, do everything. No, 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 you know what I'm saying? No. But um, today, uh, how yeah. do you think this? How do you think the game's gone? Uh, it's a good walkout for us. Now, plenty of pace with your Brentford B team, and that's what we're looking for. Like we're a European team. And this is what we want to want to play against. Pace, get us get us set. Like we're we're not a. Hopefully we'd no longer be an Irish team playing in Europe. We'll be a European team playing in Ireland. And that's our expectation and goals. I'm, I'm just going. It's interesting because when I did a little bit of research beforehand, and I spoke to the Dundalk, and I said we're coming down. Are there going to be many people there? And what's happening? And people were saying, well, you know, Brentford are bringing their B team town, and they're a little bit kind of like, you know, they're a little bit despondent, and they said that, you know, it, you know, there's not much sort of, you know, Brentford B team. They didn't expect much, but I'm just seeing that now. You see them play are you so slightly impressed oh very impressed especially with your number 11 Archibald Archibald yeah he yeah. old Celtic boy yeah yeah now he has thoroughly impressed your left full is he Danish very good yeah. only 19 number 24 now number 24 Mad yeah. Bex as well the number, number two Talbro as well yeah very good yeah uh, very impressed uh, I didn't I didn't expect uh, this level so, I mean, this again, you can see what we're trying to do at Brentford. We're trying to build it, and yeah. you know, any one of these players can make it into the first team, but they've got to be good enough, you know. And uh, the problem that we had is before, and that we had an academy, but we didn't have a path through to the first team. And now we're creating a path through to the first team if they're good enough. And you know, playing against sides like Dundalk, who I'm not being funny, you I think you're playing some, some, some very good football here, putting the ball, you know, putting the ball out there, and you but you're also strong, very strong team. And uh, playing against you would be better against playing against Chelsea under 23s, who are, you know, good, technical, young, but this is a proper game. Oh, this is a proper game. Like, you have the youthful, youthfulness there, they're, they're very eager. We, we're a properly drilled team. And 
going. Like, you're not making a show yourselves. Uh, if this is your B team, I wouldn't like to see your A team. <laughs> now, listen, this is the things that we like to say. We've still got some things to work on in our A team. But these guys, hopefully, if we can get three or four of them start coming through, we don't have to start buying players for one, two, three million pounds because we actually start developing our own players. Well, from what I see on television of the championship, none of these players would look at a place in the first first team in the championship. I'm sure they're going to be very, very happy to hear that. And also, I'm sure because they're playing Shamrock Rovers on Saturday, you'd like them to give them an absolute pacing, wouldn't you? Uh, just take hatches with you and just scull them. <laughs> nice one. Game over. The Dundalk. You came... Well, you didn't come because this is your home ground at Oriole yeah. Park. <laughs> and you conquered the mighty, mighty bees today. You're obviously quite happy. Cause the yeah. I know, it, was, it, was, it seemed like a great exercise for the lads. Uh, that last pre-season game going into the start of the season and next week. So it seemed like Brantford were very organised. Like It's the second time we played them now in the space of two years. So like we obviously feel like the Brantford are a good set-up and the... It'd be a good work here for the boys. I mean, again, I'm not going to ask you this for you. This is Brentford's, this is not our first team, this is our yeah, second yeah. team here. Were you quite impressed with what you saw out there? Yeah, no, it seemed very good. Like, they, they do well set up now, especially in the middle, and they, they do, like, uh, seemed like they, the manager kind of, like, had the team well, like, so. Which is all good. Listen, you know, you, you've got a big game on Sunday, you've got Cork coming out, and that's going to be the start of your season, and you've got a big season, because you need to be doing some things, because you've got some money behind you, you've got an owners behind you, you're moving up to the next level now. What are your, your expectations for Dundalk this season? Uh, we just basically want to win that league back, and uh, then kind of go from there. Like, see, obviously, like we, we did so well in Europe there last year, so if we win that league back and start in the Champions League qualifiers again for the previous season, Hopefully, give Europe another crack. Like I'm going to ask you a question. I mean, you sold, you know, you sold the Horgan to, uh, to to Brentford. You sold some players, no, not to Brentford, to PNE. You sold some players to Preston yeah, out there. So you got a link, a link from free, with Preston. Free okay. Oh, well, it's a free transfer, but you, but they've gone there. However, the bees, the Brentford boys, have come over today. Do you feel you felt a little bit of a link with Brentford? You might come down and see us play. Yeah, like to, to definitely like if. Uh, Ever over there in London, definitely hop by and like uh, there was a, there was a few boys over there last year. I went over to, to basically the Bradford B team again, and uh, you need to see. I mean, the B team are brilliant yeah. and we love them and they're great. But also, when you come over, check out the A team as well, man, because yeah. some of these B team boys may be playing for the A team. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. we'll see. We'll see you over there soon. Yeah. All right. Bye. Right, thanks, thanks very much, guys. We got King. Kev O'Connor here. Uh, the game is over in Dundalk. I'm actually King Kev. I'm very disappointed that you're not wearing your crown or your cape today. Oh, that's long gone, mate. I'll chuck that in the bin as soon as we got out for this. <laughs> <laughs> Which is all good. But listen, listen, it's good to see you in on. It's a very, very cold night here tonight. And uh, like I said to you, the Besotted crew has come down here to watch the B team play against Dundalk today. We were thoroughly entertained. We thought it was a very, very good match. The result didn't quite go how you wanted it to yep. but um, I think there was a, a lot of plus points in today's game do you? Yeah yeah, definitely Like, yeah, ultimately a little bit disappointed conceding the late goal but yeah the performance like we spoke about first half was, was very good and second half was okay as well so yeah very pleased with a lot of it and they need to learn to when they're under the cosh a little bit to sort of see it out so that, that's, that is the big learning curve from today especially against 
proper men's teams again proper men's teams I mean it's interesting we talk about that I mean Brentford played uh, we were talking about this a bit earlier in this podcast as well when they played QPR early in the season as well we were, we were coasting we were doing very very well and then we let in a couple of goals in the very last minute to talk about seeing the game out and uh, obviously this is a it's a difficult thing because we play a particular type of football we like to pass the ball around and we like to play a particular type of football and uh, playing that really hard physical game to make sure that doesn't happen is something that we obviously need to kind of get into our system is it? Yeah, I still think the way we play is fine. Even when we are under the cosh, it's just from set pieces and you know that that nitty gritty sort of bit of the game where you've got to make sure your man is, isn't going to get to the ball first and tap in like we've we've seen there where they've, they've unfortunately won the first head and then picked up the second as well for the goal. So that's the sort of thing. But regardless of the style of play, it works. We have the ball, they can't score. You know, the game here today, there's a couple of players that we were, we were quite impressed with. I mean, Mads Beck, Sorensen, I've not seen him play, I've heard about him. Um, he, he looks like a good player and he's very, very big. Yeah, no, he was very good today. It was one of his better games and yeah, you can see physically he's good. He's, I think he's only 18 as well, Madden. He's got a lovely left foot, can find a pass and he's a good defender. So yeah, we're, we're pleased with the way he's progressing and he's training with the first team a little bit and then we can see if we can push him up there a bit more. And Bradley Clayton also took his goal very well. We also should have had a goal where the goalkeeper made a very good save on one-on-one there as well. But, you know, opportunities are there and they're, they're, they're taking place, aren't they? Yeah, definitely, yeah. We, we gave him more than a good game today so yeah we had the opportunity we did and unfortunately it just didn't go our way today but it was pleasing OK just a lot, one last thing I said because we've got our as we've met, you've met us oh, we've got our buddies we've got a, our Dundalk buddies that we've met and they've t- brilliant hospitality they've been absolutely lovely but what they've said to us is there's one team that they not very happy with is Shamrock Rovers they said you need to give them a right good tanking on Saturday <laughs> <laughs> we'll do our best we'll let you stay opposite the, their stadium so really we can walk to the game on Saturday so yeah we'll prepare and we'll do our best but we'll take confidence from today OK King Kev wicked man OK nice one thanks a lot cheers we got a friend of besotted Reese Cole last time we saw you you were in a well a pub with us oh, drinking orange yeah, juice exactly. drinking orange juice at one of our podcasts uh, probably about four or five months ago probably at the end of season yeah end of season end yeah. of season stuff like that as well so now we meet in Dundalk game today tough game wasn't it yeah physical game today um, they're a good side obviously we knew it was going to be their last game before pre- uh, start the season so they were going to put a strong side out and uh, I thought we'd done well first half but struggled early on second half didn't didn't really create any chances and then yeah we just fell behind I think I know you went off on loan and uh, you went after Newport County yeah. it? And, and, and how was that yeah it was a good experience um, obviously the injury didn't help didn't really get into my stride of things when I got there but um, no it was a good experience away from home being away from the club um, just getting that men's football experience training week in week out sort of uh, getting tackled hard tackles like today sort of thing so it was good Sean Cannon right back for Dundalk today and today oh, you won 2-1 congratulations to the Dundalk the Brentford here today how did you rate that Brentford team today? Yeah, they're very good. Obviously, very sharp, move the ball very quickly, and they play out from the back. Thought the goalkeeper's kicking was tremendous. Like he was pinging balls all over the place, and it's hard to deal with that, you know. And obviously, they're a very organised team, and and they're very sharp. So, yeah, it's obviously a great game, good game to play against. Test yourself and see, you know, against the Championship team. It's a big season for you as well. You've got a bit of investment. You've got a bit of money. How do you see yourselves going this season? Yeah, obviously, you know, it's it's hard every year when you're signing new players. You know, consistency in the squad changes year year to year. But we've got a good squad now and we're, we're gelling well together. And obviously, our main aim is to win the league title. There'll be two or three teams thinking like that. So, um, 
just take it game by game, really. You know, there's a good amount of trophies to play for here, so hopefully get hands on a few of them. We're coming in and we beat Dundalk last season. They know that we can play and we know they can play and, and we've seen Shamrock play and they play a lot, lot like Dun, Dundalk, good football and they're men and that's what we need to be up against and that's what we need to progress to be better against so that we can go in the first team and be able to deal with it. I mean, there's no doubt in that change room now that we couldn't do that. We knew our capabilities, we knew our ability and again, we are disappointed with the result and I think that's a good thing. That that's a team that plays in Europe, plays in the Europa League against some of the best teams in the world and we're disappointed with a loss against them. I think that shows a lot. Bradley Clayton, yeah. you come to Ireland, you yeah. scored a goal, you must yeah. be very proud. Yeah, I'm very happy with that. As an attacking player, that's what you want to do. We, I come here to score goals, I want to increase my tally for the season, so I'm happy with that goal. But yeah, we work on we work on pressing a lot, so to get it from that, that just shows what we're doing work, so but didn't get the win though, so needed a few more. Half time we went to the bar with them and they weren't happy. They weren't happy because they yeah. said Brentford are actually kind of giving us a really tough game today. Yeah. We need to step it up. Yeah. And uh, when we walked out the second half, they bought in a couple of players yeah. which <laughs> which yeah. to, to, to turn the screw. Did you yeah. notice that? Uh, yeah, you you felt like they changed the tide. Even with the crowd, they were louder, more enthusiastic, jeering our players when we taking throw-ins and stuff. So <laughs> it was, they provided a really good atmosphere. But that's what you need. You need the experience in that kind of atmosphere. It's going to be toxic at sometimes. So it's a good experience to get that. So were you saying it wasn't really a friendly? It, it did not feel like that on the pitch. Sometimes I got, there's yeah, some challenges. Yeah, check, check a few of my legs. It did not feel like a friendly, no. <laughs> <laughs> so look, listen here. Um, I mean, we just come here. You're done, Dalk. The, the floodlights are going out now because they obviously want to get rid of us. <laughs> but don't worry about that. But now, what's going to happen next couple of days? What are you going to do in preparation for the next game? Um, well, tomorrow I think in the morning we'll have like a recovery-based session. Depending on how much you played, it'll be to like keep your legs ticking over whilst recovering still because not doing anything is not good it's better to get moving so that will put us in best stead then we'll have maybe a pool session because that's good on the legs as well so playing pool you're good putting the black and everything (laughs) I wish but no yeah swimming pool session unfortunately but yeah to get the legs going again and then we'll do our normal routine for a day before a game for the next one and then get ready to play so the news is broken. Lasse Vibe is off to China. We've been talking about this since last summer when our Chinese sources told us. Changchung Yatai was the club that was, uh, he was negotiating with last summer. It broke down last summer because the, the window actually shut early. So he went into his last six months and we thought, mm, oh no, is he going to, you know, what's going to happen? Are we going to lose money? Is he going to stay with us to the end of the season? But he's gone back and the Changchung Yatai have come back in, done the deal. He's been out in Spain with them been negotiating with them he had a few problems with his visas and everything like that as well but it's all sorted now and he is now off Lasse Vibe done great service for us and it's going to be a real real shame that he's, got, he's gone from a fan's point of view we would actually like him to stay and help us to try and get in the playoffs but it is what it is isn't it yes um, yes it's, it's, it's sad to see him go to be honest with you nice nice bloke really really good player but in the end you know couple of million pounds for a player that's going to be out of contract in three or four months time it's a pretty good business I, I would say um, if we weren't going to renew it if there wasn't any sort of um, if there wasn't any sort of mileage in keeping him here for another three or four years or giving him the long term some you know contract that big move that he wants you know he probably had to move on somewhere else so um, yeah shame to, shame to see him go to be honest um, let's say Vibe I mean we've all expected it coming so it's probably not hurt as badly as if it had just come out of the blue isn't it no I guess the pain's been slowly there over the last month or so right so yeah um, as you said two million quid it's pretty decent money for someone who's going to be gone in three months anyway 
So listen, Lasso Vibe, we wish you all the best. Like I said to you, we've been reporting this on Besotted. Well, as you know, and we've been hinting at it, uh, I couldn't really say too much in the last uh, well, a few weeks because uh, it was a bit sensitive. Like I said to you, you do hear some of the bits and pieces here first on Besotted, which is all good. So on Saturday, P&E are coming to town. We've got a really good relationship, as you probably know, with the P&E lads and lasses. The gentry, as they call themselves, they came down to Brentford quite a few years ago. And instantly we had proper jokes with this, laughs, and every time the season comes, first game for us and first game for them, they book the trains to come down, we book the trains to go up there, and we meet up and have some jokes. But anyway, Preston are coming down on Saturday, and I'm going up to talk to one of the gentry, Bill, from Profound Valley. He's going to let us know exactly what's going down. Bill, how are you doing? You got you getting ready for Saturday? Already, I can't wait, mate. Can't wait. Booked on the... Yeah. Uh, uh, Six o'clock train in the morning, so we'll be down in London for eight o'clock-ish. Eight Can't oh, wait, mate. Looking forward to it. That's proper hardcore. It's proper hardcore. I mean, you've, obviously you got a hardcore one on Saturday. We had a hardcore one this week as well, because, as you probably know, we went up to Dundalk to go and see the Brentford B team play Dundalk. And uh, we had a great reception. The Dundalk fans were fantastic. We had a right good laugh. We saw some great football, a really good, passionate match for a friendy as well. It was Brentford lost 2-1. And that wasn't the point, because it was a good game. But interesting, when we were there, a lot of the Dundalk fans were talking about players that had left Ireland to go to England. And two of those players uh, actually went to p and One of them was Daryl Horgan and Andy Boyle. How did they fit in to your side? Well, Horgan went to the side pretty much straight away. Uh, we played Arsenal in the FA Cup uh, in January last year, and he came on a sub in that game. And uh, he made a good impression, yeah, and he, he, he uh, started a few games. He was in and out of the team for most of last season. Um, we signed Tom Barcazen from Morecambe, and uh, he was competing with him for a place, and uh, Barcazen was in top form. But Daryl Hogan did well, yeah, he made a very good impression. Uh, he's two-footed, he's a little socky, a little socky winger, but two-footed, and uh, scored a few goals, set a few goals up, yeah, he did well. Andy Boyle, um, great Simon Grayson signed him, but he didn't really seem to fancy him. He only really played in when we were short of bodies at the back, and that's carried on this season with uh, under Alex Neal. Boyle was only called a bomb when we were really short of bodies, but he, you know, he performed reasonably well when he was in the team. Um, but he, uh, Andy Boyle's out on loan at Doncaster now, but Daryl Hogan's in and around the squad, and I expect him to be on the bench for the, the Brentford game. Okay, so yes, yeah, so who's going to be playing on Saturday? So the, the, the Dundalk um, lads and lasses won't quite know who to, to go for on Saturday, but just coming to the game, and we went, we went up there last, well, last year now, and uh, great fun as we always have up uh, at Preston, and also it was yes, even yes. better fun when we win, and we won that game, very exciting game, scored some wicked goals, and it was great, and uh, we played very well, I thought, as well. You always give us a little bit of a test, but we actually ran out the winners. Um, what was your reflection of that game? Yeah, it was a good game for the neutrals. Preston were in a bad run at the time. I think that was, we lost four games in a row and that was the second or the third game of those four, I think. And, uh, I, I remember walking to you to, walking with you to the ground after the Moorbrook and, uh, you know, you said, what's your prediction today? And I said, 3-2, 3-2 Preston. And, uh, unfortunately for me anyway, it was 3-2 to, to, to you guys. But yeah, a good game for the neutrals. That's right. But, you think things have turned around a little bit because Preston are on the up again after a little bit of a slump. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, we've lost one game in the last 13 or 14 in the league. 
which in any league is good, but in the championship, you know, that's that's exceptional. Yeah, we've only lost six games all season. It was those four that we lost when we played you last time. Apart from that, we've only lost two games. Um, so, yeah, we're in good form. We've drawn, we've drawn a lot of games. We've drawn too many games, really, especially at home. Um, we've actually got more points away from home than at, uh, than at home this season, so definitely looking to carry that on this Saturday. Right, and, you, and you're thinking that, obviously, you know, you're coming to Griffin Park. It was Fortress Griffin Park for a bit. We did, well, we lost a, we lost, well, lost a game, you know, fairly recently as well. Norwich beat us at home, which kind of sort of knocked the wind out of ourselves to a little bit because we were on a very good run as well. Um, and obviously we lost to Derby again on Saturday, but we did have a man sent off after 21 minutes. Um, do you think you're going to come down and upset the apple cart on Saturday? I like to think so, yeah. We're certainly capable of winning there. We've, we, yeah, we have played well away from home this season. Even the games we've lost, uh, uh, we played well at Wolves and we lost 3-2. Uh, I, I think we can do that, yeah. I hope it happens. I don't want to don't say it's going to happen, but... Yeah, we're certainly capable of winning. If we do win, it'll be our third win in the row in the championship, which is which is great going. Okay, and and, and who should we be looking out for? Who's going to be the danger man down at Griffin Park? Well, um, the man in form at the moment is Billy Bowden, the new guy. We signed him from Bristol Rovers at the start of January. He's uh, he scored in the three 0 win away at Forest, and he and he won a penalty in that game as well. And then in our last game at home. Uh, he won a penalty in that game as well. Bit of a dive, but uh, the ref bought it. So uh, Billy Bowden's playing well. He'll play out on the right because uh, Billy Bowden's coming to the team. Tom Barkhazen's playing out on the left. And uh, Callum Robinson will probably play up front uh, as Jordan Hugill was uh, sold to West Ham for a fortune. So that'll be the front three. That'll be the front three. And, uh, yeah, they are they are on form. Okay, score. So listen, Bill, give us a score prediction Saturday. I think it'll be Brentford nil, Preston North End two. Whoa, two nil to B and E. All right, mate. Listen, this is wicked. You get yourself some sleep because you're going to be needing it. You're getting that early train on Saturday, uh, so you'll be down to Brentford yeah. nice and early, and we'll be meeting up for you for a, a, a Swifty or two. Is that right? Definitely meet up for a few jars. Yeah, definitely. Okay, mate. All right, wicked. Mate. See you Saturday. All right, cheers, mate. See you later. So back in Kennedy's Bar in Dundalk, and what a fabulous day. You know, we started off in Dublin, and then we were on the train, and then we've, we've come to the game. We've met some fantastic people who've given us great hospitality. We saw a game. It was absolutely freezing today, but that doesn't really matter so much as well because the game was high tempo. It was very exciting. It didn't seem like a friendly. As, as one of our, our colleagues said here today, one of our, 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 our Irish colleagues, he said it seemed like a local cup final. Like a, like a local derby, even, he said. It's like, it's like a derby, two teams, like, slogging it out against each other, but also playing very good football. Um, we spoke to Kev O'Connor, we spoke to a load of players, a load of the B-team players as well, and, um, like I said, we spoke to our friends after the game. This has been a, a really, really, really... I mean, I wasn't expecting this. We thought, let's come over here and let's have a little peep. Let's see what's going on. We haven't seen the B-team play for... You know, I haven't seen them since they played Dulwich Hamlet at the beginning of the season. We saw them play QPR about a year ago. So, well, let's have a little peep. Doesn't matter. Let's just pop over to Dublin for a day. It's not a biggie. It doesn't take you that long to come over here and we just do something different. But I was actually very, very surprised and very, very encouraged. And I've had a thoroughly good time. The puns. Yeah, I came with 
basically no expectations. I just thought, fuck it, let's just go and have a little piss up. Um, come here. Hospitality's been amazing. The the game was fantastic, but it was really high tempo, really good, like, competitive football. It was better than going to watch Brentford against, I don't know... Celta Vigo. Nice, Celta Vigo, whoever we play in, in pre-season. That was a proper good game. That was a proper good game, and the fans were... The, the Dundalk fans were loving it. Um, and they're back in the pub, and they've been out in the stadium, and and this is a very cold, wet Wednesday night. And I'm just thinking, I mean, I know who this is like for us, but we've said this for years. We've always wanted Brentford to come out and play a pre-season friendly. And I know we go to Germany, go to all these other places, but I'm not being funny. If we if we come to Ireland and play a pre-season friendly, I think they would actually they would turn out in numbers. We'd have a right proper good laugh, like you know. I'm saying, Laney. Oh no, absolutely. They, they, they really, they, the, fan, the, the Dundalk fans have really looked after us. Been an absolute sound bunch of boys and girls, um, men and women. And um, I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you. I, I'm, I'm really proud of the fact that the Brentford kids, and, the, and they are kids, have, have given given a very good Dundalk team a, a proper test today. They lost ultimately. Um, and but you 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 know you can listen to um, Kev O'Connor and Zane and Reese and um, and Bradley talk about the game and you know they'll 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 be disappointed you hear they're they're disappointed not to have not to have no not not at least got a you know draw out of that and um, you know it shows it shows the the standards that have been set you know Kev O'Connor is not. He's not trying to breed uh, a team of um, like apologists and and uh, and, and and defeatists. You know, that they that he, he is there to instill a winning mentality, and he and he, he talks about closing the game out and the, and where where the where the team should have done things differently in the second half, particularly. Um, you know, but then when you when you see the when you see the players eye to eye, you realise how young they are. I mean, they are they are kids, you know, and um, they you know one of the kids that's trans you know made the transition into the first team, he's, he's had an eight million pound bid. So this is this is the stakes now. These kids that are almost first team. When when they actually make first team, they're 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 they're, they're going to um they're they're going to be worth a lot a lot of money and it's not all about the money it's a, it's, it's about the quality and the quality was clearly there to be seen today. Listen and we got the we got our listen we got our hosts here man we so we've come here we had no idea what we were doing you know we, we I'll be honest with you this is what bad I'm normally quite good at the old research I didn't do the research today it was only till last night when I actually looked on the map and I realised that Dundalk wasn't actually in the north of Dublin it was actually basically in the north of Ireland practically on the the, the Northern Irish border you know what I'm saying so that, that is how much research we did today which is cool because what we've done is that we've come into this trip almost like with our eyes closed and we just like whatever. So we walked out of here, we didn't really know where we're staying, where we're going. We walked into this pub and we've met some people who have just been completely and utterly hospitable brilliant. to us. It's, it's been it's been brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And listen, the Dundalk Massive come they told us about their team today. Army. Yeah, the Ched, Ched Army. Ched and uh, we just said the Ched Side Army, but listen, this game today, you got the result that you wanted at the end of the day, didn't you? Yes, we got the result that we wanted. Listen, um he's came out here, he's brought a strong uh, strong squad, which is for us uh, to play against you was a very big tough game for us. Brentford 
uh, we we played this last season and we we actually we lost. We got you uh, got a two-one result at home, and uh, I think we came back for revenge. So we got a good two-one result at home as well. So I think it was good. But you know, B team played a very good football, very good football tonight. Uh, Oriel Park. And it's interesting because you talked about revenge because we were quite surprised how how up for it the crowd was today. The, the crowd were, were proper. I mean, are you always like this up for it for friendly matches? Yes, see, games uh, for our games, we like to get good support, so we're very like we love winning. Dundalk is a winning team. So, like, we love winning games. Friends. When you weren't winning, you were. Like, you the fans weren't happy. They were like, they were, they were gussing and they were shouting, and then, yeah. and then in the second half, they were, they were, they were abusing the players, and there was all sorts going on. I'm thinking, hold on a second, this is a friendly. Yeah, win, <laughs> win, lose or draw, we're still behind our team 100. percent But like, Brentford came out and they gave us a good run for the B team. Exactly, like, the B team is very, very strong. A couple of players I could see in the first team in about a year or two to come. OK, listen, listen, which is all good since for the hospitality, but listen, for me as well, absolutely delighted, brilliant game. We're playing, Brentford are playing Shamrock Rovers on Saturday, which is the B team, so hopefully they'll do very well there. We've we, we listened to the guys, and fingers crossed, they've set themselves up, they know what they need to do. I love the fact that the Dundalk fans know that we're playing Shamrock on Saturday. <laughs> There's people that are just like randomly walking past us going, oh, you're playing Shamrock on, on the Saturday. Give them a good, proper fucking kicking from me, will you? <laughs> Come on, you bees. <laughs> That's right. Exactly, you know that. But listen, this is the Besotted Pride of West London podcast, completely and utterly different. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to give us a review. And also, don't forget to press your automatic download button on iTunes or whatever you've got, because that just helps and everything. And people will be very happy with us if they see it downloading automatically in this algorithm world. You know, we like a bit of stats at Brentford. So algorithm world loves a bit of automatic download, but also give us a review and say thumbs up if you really like this podcast. And listen, people are very happy. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And tell you something, are you going to give us a review and you're going to give us a thumbs up? Oh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You are superb. Yeah. See, <laughs> Don't that's... be listening for the lies. Yeah. The lies. <laughs> See, that's it. See, even the Irish are giving us reviews, so if they're going to give us reviews, you must do too. And don't forget, we've got our end-of-season bees up in Ealing, Friday the 4th of May. Get your tickets now. Go to thebesotted.com and go to social. Click on there and you get the tickets. Like I said, the early bird tickets sold out very quickly. Massive name we've got for that as well. And you, honestly, you don't want to miss this one. So go and check that out. This has been an absolute pleasure. We've got my man from Scandinavia here. We've got my man from... He's from Surrey here. We've got my man from North London here. We've got my man from Dundalk here as well. And, we're all and we've got a woman from Dundalk here as well. And, and we've had a fucking great time. But as we can say... Come on, the team. Yes, he's just giving Come on, The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. 
there's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.